Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Mike Max is with WCCO TV and radio in Minneapolis. A lot going on in the Twin Cities, that's for sure. Uh, And we wanted to bring him on tonight. Uh, Mike, thanks for coming on the bench. You bet. Thanks for having me. So let's start with um, the Twins, all right? So uh, Barrios against Paxton in the Bronx, game one tomorrow in New York. And there are some here in New York that have always believed that the Yankees own the Twins. It seems like whenever they play them, they beat them in terms of, you know, postseason, et cetera. Uh, this team, uh, though, rakes. They hit a lot of home runs. They're very good. They've had a great season. Is this going to be any different this time around? Yeah, I mean, well, they're right to, to believe that. They're, the Twins are 2-13 and 13 against the Yankees in the playoffs. I've seen every one of them. And, uh, there's something about the Oral Yankee Stadium, about the middle innings there, when that you guys know it very well, when that crowd starts to – you just feel like something's coming on, something big is going to happen from a superstar, and generally that's happened. It is different because the Twins can get themselves back into any game uh, because they've got, like the Yankees, a lot of big boppers, and they and they swing hard. They swing from their heels. I don't think that they're going to have um, any problems. That I think I think they're going to swing the bat hard tomorrow. I think they expect to hit home runs. Uh, the bigger question would be Barrios and whether or not uh, this is his first really big pressure game and how he handles it. He, he's been up and down this year. He's had some nights where he's gotten him into the seventh inning, things that where he's been really good, had great command, and he's had some nights where he just can't find it. And, and I would worry more uh, from a Twins perspective about Barrios than I would their bats. I mean, uh, yeah, their bats have been uh, fantastic. Could you believe the summer they put up with the numbers? No, it was uh, – this is about as much fun as we've had here in a regular season summer in any sport because it, it wasn't just the home runs. They, they played maybe the greatest game – uh, that Major League Baseball saw this year when they lost to the New York Yankees at Target Field. It went back and forth, and uh, uh, Aaron Hicks ended it with a diving catch. It was unbelievable. They played an 18-inning game, a 17-inning game. They had all these unbelievable they, – they turned two triple plays, and then on top of that, it set the record with 307 home runs. So it's like something we've never seen here before in terms of just an excitement, uh, sucking people in. Uh, the drama that went with it, they g- they gave the fans everything this summer. I mean, 101 wins, very impressive. Uh, everywhere Nelson Cruz has ever been, he produces, and it was no different in uh, Minnesota. He lit it up for 41 home runs. The guy is truly unbelievable. He is 39 years old. It is 400th career home run here. Uh, he, unbelievable when he walks into the clubhouse. I spent a lot of time in that clubhouse. And when he walks in, he doesn't have to say a word. Everybody knows he's there. Uh, they put him right next to Miguel Sano, who is a very talented uh, young, not a prospect anymore, but he's had some issues trying to get into the major league lifestyle, and he's made some bad decisions. They put Nelson right next to him to try to kind of steady that ship, and I think he's done a pretty good job of that. But more than anything, you know, it's still speak softly and carry a big stick. That's what he does. He doesn't talk a lot. He's not a rah-rah guy, but when he speaks, it all shuts down because when Nelson has something to say, and he has been the single greatest ingredient this year on this team. 
How about Mitch Garver? Are you kidding me? 31 home runs, no 34 home runs. Uh, you know, all these guys, Kepler, 36 home runs, Rosario, 32 home runs, Polanco, 22. It's insanity. It has been, and Kepler was injured the last couple of weeks of the season. He ended up with 36, so he might have hit 40 if he'd been able to play. He is expected to play tomorrow, best leadoff former athletic guy. And, and that is one of the question marks is how will his shoulder hold out? Will he be good enough? Can he generate some bat speed uh, in this series and tomorrow? Because they lost Byron Buxton during the year. It was just a you know, gold glove center fielder and just outstanding. He was the, he was the final piece of this puzzle. Uh, so can Kepler come back and play at a high level would be one of the, one of the questions. He wasn't out long, but there is some, a little bit of a concern about whether or not he'll be 100%. So um, I can't wait to see it uh, because the Yankees, as you know, at the end they were both they were both battling for this home run crown, and they both hit tons of them. And they got you know standing back in the lineup. Judge has been on fire. What do you think of uh, New York's uh, team this year? Well, it's been it's almost a mirror image in a lot of ways, except Stanton wasn't with them all year. They would have uh, probably won that home run record going away uh, had they had more access to him. But uh, uh, th- those are the X. There's a couple X factors I think the Twins see, and Stanton's one of them. You know, I mean, what Stanton are you going to see here? Is he, is he back to form? Is he is, is he going to hit four home runs in this series? Uh, can you pitch him inside? Is he going to play every day? Uh, I think that's one of the questions that they have. Encarnacion was a great pickup as well that uh, a lot of people didn't see. Uh, coming when they picked him up. I think the one thing the Twins feel about this team that hasn't been the case in years past when they played the Yankees is they think the starting rotation is a little more vulnerable than it was. You know, I go back to covering them, uh, as you do too, but the series when it was, you know, they were on Clemens and Pettit and then Lucina as your number three. And then, you know, Sebastian came later with Pettit. You know, you just felt like if, if you didn't get something happen early in a game, you had no chance against uh, the Yankees. But I think this year they feel like they can come back anytime. So, uh, Mike Max with us from CCO TV and radio in Minneapolis. Uh, let's talk about uh, this guy, Diggs. What has uh, happened to this guy? Like, he, uh, I mean, he looks like he's freaking out or something. What, what has yeah, gone wrong? What, yeah, what happened? I'll tell you what it is. Yeah, I was with him this morning. I was out there and, uh, and he spoke. Uh, he, he's in a, uh, a position, and, and as you know, uh, wide receivers tend to be more vocal than others, but. Uh, uh, he's in a position where I think, uh, for better or worse, he thinks he can affect change. Meaning, uh, the Vikings have no depth at wide receiver. They have two wide receivers, Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs, and after that, it doesn't matter. They, they have nothing. They, the injuries, whatever, not drafting, bunch of reasons. They don't have any depth. So he knows they can't bench him. He knows there's no way. That's not an option. He's, he's incredibly frustrated that they've gone with his run-first approach and they got shut down against the Bears, and that became kind of the apex of it. I think he thinks he's speaking for other guys on the team because there's a lot of guys frustrated with the way that uh, systematically what they're doing with the offense. And so I think he thought, well, this is the perfect time. Month left before the trade deadline. I'm going to start spouting off, stirring the pot, and uh, at minimum maybe they'll start changing the offense a little bit and throwing the ball more. So I think that's his active plan. In fact, I'm almost certain that it is. He really has nothing to lose because they're not going to fire him. They're not going to release him. Uh, he's too valuable to him, and he's one of the few people that can get away with some of this stuff because they need him so bad. Uh, but it is a kink in the armor because it's a distraction that they didn't need right now, and I don't think he's an easy guy to trade either. Uh, it's really unbelievable what's happened with uh, this team watching Kirk Cousins uh, melt down. Like, with all the money they 
again, this guy's robbed the Federal Reserve in Washington and in Minnesota. He'll end up making two, three hundred million dollars, and he's just atrocious. I don't care what anybody says; he's awful. Well, but the, the, the questions they're getting into now is, you know, they they, they, they patchwork this offensive line. He doesn't trust the offensive line. Then the second part of it is Delvin Cook, who's been really good as a running back, has been terrible in pass protection. And so it, from the minute when, when he gets a snap, he's going, oh, my God, I'm going to get sacked. And so there, there's not this free flow. We had Brett Favre here. You saw him with the Jets. We saw him play one of his best years ever at age 40 here. I mean, it didn't matter what they called. He was going to find a way to make a play and make receivers better. Cousins doesn't have that mindset. He's more programmed, more robotic. Uh, whatever the play is that's called, he tries to execute he doesn't have that gunslinger or that rollout or that get out of it. So uh, that cocktail together has not been good. So do you think they'll beat the Giants or will they screw this up too? No, I think they'll beat the Giants because what's lost in all the conversation that we just had is they got a really good defense and they're really well coached on defense and they're experienced on defense. They just gave up one touchdown to the Bears and that was it. They really only had one bad quarter on defense this year. Uh, Packers got them in the first quarter and that's it. Uh, they can play shut down. Uh, a guy like Daniel Jones, I think, will really struggle against him without Barkley. They know Pat Shermer well. He was their offensive coordinator uh, a couple years ago. Uh, so so the, the Vikings can win a lot of games just with their defense. It, it is a really good defense. So tell me about the uh, Gophers. They got a big game with Illinois at home, and they're 4-0. and uh, You know, we've heard all this row-the-boat stuff. Is Are they legit? Um, I think they are legit in that. In the Big Ten West, uh, they're going to be competitive all the time. I don't know that they're good enough to win the Big Ten West, but then as you look at it, Nebraska's faltered a couple of times. Wisconsin looks certainly like the team to beat Wisconsin and Iowa. I'd put ahead of the uh, Gophers right now, and you never trust Northwestern when you get them at the end of the year like the Gophers do. Uh, They really struggled their first three games to win. And that was against a pretty good Fresno State team, a South Dakota State team, or South, yeah, South Dakota State team, uh, and then Georgia Southern. And so that, that raised a lot of eyebrows and said this team can't be that good. And then they came out and played really well against Purdue last week uh, and were lights out. Now, Purdue lost their star quarterback and their star receiver on the same play. Uh, in the first half, and right. so that, that really did change the, the temperature of the game. So uh, to answer your question, I think the answer is the jury's out, but they, they do have a lot of offensive weapons, and they're pretty balanced there. Well, let's see what happens with the Vikings that are uh, rested away and see if uh, Diggs continues to have his issues uh, or if he calms down because I think he's a really good player, and I don't think they should uh, let him have his way. Mike Max, CCO TV and Radio in Minneapolis. Mike, thanks a lot. It's a pleasure. Thanks for coming on the bench on CBS Sports Radio. You bet. Thanks so much, guys. All right, Mike Max in Minneapolis with us tonight. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.